Welcome to another part of the Garantha Initiation Series, where we talk to members of a tribe who recently joined the Godliner Studies. The Godliner Podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Garantha experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. So, would you please introduce yourself? Um, hi, uh, my name's Chris Webb. Um, and um, yeah, I've only just really started playing uh, role playing in Gorantha again in the last year or so um, after a long, long break. Very recent. The, the last year, is it like real year or COVID year? Because COVID year uh, is well, just like last month. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's my memory again. It probably is considerably longer than a year, but it feels like a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that good or bad? That's probably bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it must be more than a year because we we did start in again tentatively just around the time lockdown started I think yeah oh, so that's more this, than this, a, this, I have bad news for you this is more than a year yeah yeah you're right um, <laughs> yeah I mean get straight into this and, and then my memory fails abysmally at least on my ability to record time but it's a relatively recent restart after after playing in the 80s originally yeah. Oh right. Well, actually, that's the that's the first question: is uh, how uh, how you got started in um, playing RPGs? Uh, well, it, so I uh, at school, um, I was in what was then called sixth form. Um, uh, it was 1979, and my one of my good friends had three older brothers, and they had advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, he borrowed the rule books. And at school, we used to play in the breaks between lessons we were supposed to be studying. And that was at AD&D in the, in the sixth form common room. Uh, and it was great fun. Yeah. I, I remember our very first encounter with an orc. We all ran away. One, one orc. And that, that was, but, it was like, but that was good. That was really, that was my uh, If you were and, first and, level, that was probably wise. It was only one orc and there were three of us. Oh, well, yeah. 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 Did, uh, did your friend uh, give back the book he borrowed? Well, he was still in the same house with his brothers. So, I mean, it was just... Oh, I see, yeah. It was, uh, so, yeah, as far as I'm aware. But, but it, was, it was that big brother thing. It was the fact that they were lying around. And also, I, I think he learned to play with his brothers. So you, we didn't have to study the rules and try and work out how it all worked. We'd learned from other people who were already playing. I think that's important, frankly. Right, yeah. yes. 79 must have been one of the first editions. Um, the first prints. I, I guess it was. I mean, of AD&D, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I guess it was. I mean, in those days, I, I, he brought it. I didn't, I hadn't heard <laughs> of it before then. And, um, but then later we go on little expeditions to, usually to um, a games workshop in London and buy yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, usually stuff that we never use, frankly. And, and money was tight, so it was, it was shocking, really. <laughs> Because because uh, I was I bought other other role playing games then so I bought um, Traveller the box set oh of course yeah yeah and never really had a good game I must admit uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought something called Dragon Quest yeah oh, I remember which that I never, I never played it never played oh. it I still I used to get the rules books out and read it and then never played and another one Bushido uh, which I bought oh yes uh, and that was, and that was another one where I read and read and then we never played. Um, it's got battle rules in it that you could you, that you could adapt to RuneQuest for battle uh, battle scenes. Maybe I mean I know where the book is now, but, uh, <laughs> but it's about, about fifteen hundred miles from where I am here now. So oh man, because so I, I would have I, I would have been considering buying it from you if you're not uh, using it actually. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's it's in northeast Greece in a, in an attic. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might have been eaten by rats by now, for all I know. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the way things are now, I mean, there's a chance that if I did have it, I would play it. Because for all those years, I only really played. So I bought, I bought the RingQuest box set sometime around then as well. I don't really, I don't remember when, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So it was the one that had some kind of rule book, it had Cults of Prax, and it had that Apple Lane Gringles Pawn Shop. Um, right. scenario yeah and that was it that we played that so it was one of the ones we did buy and play but we couldn't really work it out and the magic was weird and the religion <laughs> the religions were weird the fact that there were religions at all like that was weird yeah and i think we ended up playing and this is a this is i'm afraid of vague memory we ended up playing without magic 
and so we did the whole the Gringle, we did the Gringle Gringle's pawn shop scenario and prepared against the the baboon sort of raiding, yeah, thieves and stuff, all uh, basically doing things physically, setting up traps, but no magic because we couldn't work it out, which is shocking, isn't it? I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but that's the truth of it. And that was again my friend James, but I bought that box set, and I still have the box, but I don't have any of the books. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and so you. You stopped, like you just played the Apple Lane from the box, and then you said, "Like this is too weird." And I, I guess, in truth, um, because the, the setting we didn't have any, it didn't have any parallels with stuff that I was reading and basing my imagination off. You know, yeah, because it was like Conan, Elric, um, Tolkien, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, all of that stuff was around, and Glorantha didn't fit any of that. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm afraid that was it. That was that was the that it didn't fit. So we just carried on playing AD and D, uh, <laughs> and that was, so, so the other things were sort of oh yeah no never mind, and carried on with AD and D. I'm sorry to say, um, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Um, but, but yeah, but things have changed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> basically, so that uh, that was your fourth start with Garanta. Yeah, the, and the, the idea of having to have a religion and having to have a god, really. Because that's the and the power coming directly from that, you could kind of ignore all that stuff with D and D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when playing a cleric. As, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you could be a cleric and and, and have no, do no religious rites whatsoever, observe nothing, and uh, and heal people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what made you come back to Glorantha? Well, it was my little brother, really. Um, so he started um, running uh, games and writing uh, adventures, and um, yeah, you, you, you might uh, you might mention who your little brother is. Oh, he's, uh, yeah. he's famous around those parts. Yeah, John. Well, I, I would have I would have mentioned I would have got onto mentioning Ludo. I would honest John um, Webb or Jonathan Webb. Yeah. Um, so he's written some. Uh, I think the four <coughs> Sandheart um, adventures that are on yeah. the Johnston Compendium. Um, and so I, I, I latterly joined in on the playtesting for them, which was great fun. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed it, and so it got me all it got me back into it and excited by it. And actually seeing the point of it, if you see what I mean, which yeah. I didn't quite get before. And I think again, I think the key thing is finding someone who's already playing who can show you how it's done. Mm -hmm. To me, anyway. And so when you got uh, John or the other players to kind of give you the right mental framework for why everybody's got magic, why you got to have a religion and all that. It kind of worked um, uh, easily? Y yes. Um, not easily. <laughs> <laughs> But it made sense and it became fun. And I guess, I guess that's the thing. It was that yeah, uh, yeah. maximum game fun thing. And it suddenly... Mm -hmm. so, and I, I guess the other thing, I, I mentioned Greece before, but I spent um, four years living in Greece in the in the 80s uh, mm -hmm. and you could the the glorantha world seems to me anyway sort of like bronze age greece mixed in with native american um culture somehow it seems like a mixture of those things yeah. and i could i could hang my um kind of understanding of it from uh, the archaeology and things that i'd seen there does that make sense yeah uh, yeah, yeah definitely um, and so, so suddenly I had something that I could attach my imagination to when playing, doesn't it? Yeah. And of course, the pantheon, the multiple gods and all that kind of thing. Cool. No, that's a, that, that's a, good, um, uh, a good advice for uh, newcomers to the game, you know, move to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Ch chance would be a fine thing. Um, <laughs> now, yeah. Anyway, that's the, we won't get into. We mustn't get into the politics. Of <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, what element of Glorantha caught your attention the second time around when you came back? Like, what what was it that um, that you grabbed onto that you really like? What I really like is playing the game. I, I guess <laughs> the, the, the thing that um, is so different. And I, because I'm, I, I haven't sat down to study it much, I read the rule books occasionally and try and catch up with things. But what makes it so different is is that defined world setting. Instead of something you can vaguely make up as you go along, you have this world, and it's populated with some 
quite mad things and eccentric um, mm-hmm. oddities, and, <laughs> and and that's fun. Plus the clashes, the the way that the cults are set up so that they they don't rub along nicely together. There's always a bit of you know, and it gives you because even as players, people are kind of poking at each other and going, you know, because on for on a religious basis, which is kind of why is that fun? I don't know, but it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's enough of that in real life, isn't there? But actually, in the game context, <laughs> I think sometimes, from what I see in of discussions online, you know, on forums and stuff like that, where when you have two cults that are kind of rivals, there's a lot of people who kind of take that too far and they say like, "Oh, yeah, you know, if if they see each other, they're going to attack each other." But no, it's like for most of those cults. It's really meant to be an opportunity to be like, you know, Legolas and Gimli, really. And the the only uh, cults that are actual deadly enemies to each other, usually one of them is a chaos cult and you, your player character wouldn't be part of those, well, hopefully, uh, unless you're playing the traitor in the party or something. But um, uh, so, yeah, I think those cult relationships are more... Um, uh, opportunities rather than uh, limitations uh maybe like football teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes that's a good i think i mean not uh, yeah i'm not big into football but yeah i think that's a good parallel in that there's there's that friendly uh, rivalry in a sense or not that not always that friendly but yeah well, exactly <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> so when there uh, when there's a match or something that uh, matters uh, things may heat up get get a bit tense that's right yeah so uh, I, I, the, the funny thing was trying to get into it again because I haven't had, I didn't haven't sat down and tried to absorb the rule books, and so the first thing I tried to play, and it was an, it was a conversation between me and John and some of the other players, and it, I decided to come in and play a baboon. Ooh, nice, yeah. Um, but he was a bit of a. In fact, oddly, now reading um, some of the stuff um, about Mellow Yellow. Without having read any of that beforehand, there are parallels because he he was a baboon that wanted to fit into human society and uh-huh. wasn't and was a bit of an, a baboon outcast from his own people. Yeah, um, and that was fun. He was called Anaximandros, which is an, a good Greek reference if anybody knows Anaximandros. Um, he was one of the teachers of Pythagoras. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but and that was curious because the idea was then, well, you don't know, need to know anything about the human society and you can sort of find your way through. But people, yeah. other players expected me to understand much more than I could about what baboon society was about <laughs> and how spirit <laughs> magic worked and spirit com- and spirit stuff generally. And of course right. I did. Yeah. But that was, that was interesting. <laughs> but good fun. Um, but I, he was very straight because he was desperately trying to fit in with everybody else. Mm, yeah. I'm always a big fan of when you introduce a setting to new players, try to use the player's lack of knowledge about the setting as as a, an opportunity for role play. And so, you know, like in your case, it's a, it's a baboon who doesn't know too much about um, about the world where he's going to spend most of his time in the adventure. So your lack of knowledge is the same as the lack of knowledge of the character or you know if it's a, a sci-fi or thriller setting the usual kind of you know you're in uh you've got amnesia you know you, you're a spy with amnesia or whatever and and so i find that a fairly effective narrative trope uh to introduce new settings do, 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 is it possible though in RuneQuest in glorantha easily I mean, I, I I think it's I think it's really difficult in RuneQuest to do that. It is tricky. Uh, my current approach to this, for example, is I'm running a, a campaign where the player starts as kids, and you play once uh, one adventure a year, and so they grow up and they get to know stuff. And each adventure is kind of designed to introduce one big element of the of the setting. You can also play a bit like what you did with the baboon where you play some kind of outsider. And even though you're supposed to know about this outsider society, so the the baboons, or maybe you're coming from the West or from Pamaltela or whatever, it doesn't matter if you get it wrong because it's so far away or so removed that it has no incidence on the current game. So you can say like, yeah, I'm from Pamaltela. And then you make up a completely quote unquote wrong Pamaltela 
but doesn't matter. And if later they go to Pamaltela, then it's a completely different one than the one from the guide. And that's fine too. Mm, okay. I, I mean, I, I, I like the idea of the, the, the kids because that, that seems like a really interesting sort of um, way. You, I mean, the kids, you don't, you can't know and you are learning. Yeah, I still found it really difficult. There are aspects of it that you do have to kind of know. It's almost like you you need to, okay, you don't need to read all that, but read this bit for this character, and then <laughs> and then I don't know. It is difficult. Um, anyway, but it, it, it was good fun, and that 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 really has to be the root of it. It was good fun. It was cool. great fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm now playing a fool, uh, Yermal. How do you know? How do you pronounce this? E U I M A L. Yermal. 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 I say Yermal. Yeah, I've been saying Yermel, Yermel, but but it's one of those. Here we go again. The Pavis Pavis. Um, <laughs> yes. And, yes. Um, and, he, and he's called Through Nobulax, which is a reference you won't get um, unless, you're, unless you're a huge Zappa fan. Um, <laughs> oh, um, um, but that has been glorious. That has been in a way more fun um, than the baboon because he's not straight. He's not trying to help everybody. Right. If, He's what happened here. to the baboon? Oh, he's he's um, he's re- he's retired. Well, he's oh. not retired. He's 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 between adventures. So oh, um, nice. Okay. So I'm looking at the back of the book and, and and stacking him up again so that he can he can take part in future adventures. He's he's not dead. Nice. Um, he's also a stonemason um, in between times and a, and a and a chariot driver. Uh, so um, <laughs> he's got he's got work to do. Um, nice. Yeah, <laughs> but I have been enjoying that aspect of it as well the, the the sort of rascally aspect so the different those different characters the way that they can interact with the party um and the, the different freedoms to move and the the fool characters is much more freedom and yeah. much more license to be mad frankly which is good fun <laughs> as long as you don't as long as it doesn't t- you know ride over whatever everybody else wants to achieve and yeah you know, yeah, Ur- Urmal is like um, trickster characters or sometimes a bit yeah. tricky to to picture. Uh, so how, like what kind of boundaries and freedoms do you have to mess uh, around with, you know, the local laws and um, and all that? Well, part of this is that I can... Because I see him as, as a, a okay. So the character is that I'm playing as a effectively a, a performer, a musician, and, oh, and right. comedian. Yeah. So that's that's his life. That's how he earns his money: street performances, theatre performances, if there are any, playing music, telling telling jokes occasionally, yeah. um, and that. So so that's that's if you like his profession, mm-hmm. um, and that allowed me to sort of place him in in, the, in that world. But he yeah. is also a a bit unpredictable mm-hmm. and liable to do slightly dangerous things, things that would might even endanger the party. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure I've answered the question, Ludo. What? No, 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 I think, I think having, uh, I, I think thinking of a character's occupation mm. separate or complementary to their cult is important in, in Glorantha because it, it lets you, it lets you not necessarily pigeonhole your character in the stereotype of that cult. So I think that's and, and yeah. that's all the more important for Urmal, I would say. Yes, I, I guess so. There's also that da- danger all the time that pe- people, <clears throat> because you are outside of the law, people can, uh, you know, there there is there is always that danger that someone can murder you. Yeah. Did you get uh, any trouble yet? Uh, I've got close to it. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few. There's been a few kind of um, kind of moments. Um, the other thing, which is just one of those, some you know, uh, in role playing games, you, rolling the dice can be boring, mm-hmm. but sometimes rolling the dice because you you come up with the the unexpected result. I, I, he's got a, a, I think it's seventy five percent skill in playing his instrument, which is a, a just a jaw harp because he's easy to carry around. Um, and he keeps failing, and <laughs> that, so that becomes great fun because yeah, yeah, he shouldn't fail as often as he does. Big moment! All right, I'm going to play a, a solo, <laughs> and then the thing breaks or something, and that's been great fun. Um, and in fact, I'm sorry, this is a, it's a but the last the last session we had, we were we were in a bar, and I was trying to get on the good side of people in there to get information. Uh, there was a band playing. 
can I join the band? Yeah, come up. Roll the 98 or something. Twang. Oh, shit. And then I just said, right, sod it. I'm going to um, cast group laughter uh, oh. as a spell. Yeah. And it turned out, so I turned the complete failure into a joke mm-hmm. and then said I'd play another solo, um, roll an eight. And then by, at that point, I earned most of the money that was being given to the band. Everybody was my friend, <laughs> and, we, and, and it worked really well. So that, there was those kind of sort yeah. of uh, odd happenstances which can, which can just change the way the game feels, and it was good fun. Great fun, yeah. great fun. Nice. Um, um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, on. Sorry, it's just I'm just wittering <laughs> on and on. I find <laughs> no, that's fine. That's that's what you're here for. I suppose so. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you don't like though about Glorenta, or something you'd rather ignore? You know, you don't want any ducks in your Glorenta or uh, anything <sighs> like that. The, the ducks were one of the things that actually attracted me to the game initially because I knew they were in it before I bought it. I've yeah. never played. One. I don't think I've even encountered one. Not oh. to memory. <laughs> Lucky. Um, but, uh, but I don't mind the ducks at all. No, I think that's fun because there are so many other odd. It's just yeah. kind of, where did that come from? Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think yeah. um, the, the big thing for me, the big thing that stopped me was that there were no reference points in my imagination and in, yeah. in literature and in stuff that I could really latch on to at the time. So I've said that already, but it was yeah. a big thing. The other thing is the rules are just too big. Yes. Um, and yeah. frankly, I think um, not necessarily. It's a beautiful book, role-playing in Glorantha, but it's not easy to use if you yeah. don't yeah. already know how to play. Yes. And I think it must have been rather difficult to write because there's lots of attempts to bring you in, but then sometimes you can't find the simplest information. Um, mm-hmm. Where the hell is that? And back and forth and end up <laughs> yeah, asking yeah. somebody else, you know, where's that bit? Uh, yeah. So that, that is, is difficult. I think initially I, re- um, I really didn't like the, the, the religion bit. I've got over that now. <laughs> <laughs> Did the, does the art in the new line of books help picturing, um, like having a, frame of reference or so like or, or forming a mental picture yeah i think it does um i, I think I, I as i said the, the books of, uh, as an object is lovely mm-hmm. it's good to look at it's good to flick through good to hold really nice object um it's just that there's a bit too much of it and sometimes you can't find what you need um yeah, yeah. but that's what other players are for isn't it and the gm <laughs> yeah yes yeah and uh, in, uh recently uh, the starter set works book which I haven't seen. I've seen pictures of it. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, but it, it has important rules in 60 pages, so it should be easier to use. Yeah, that sounds sensible. Although I do seem to recall you guys mentioning that it that actually introduced some differences into the rules from the... from the. Well, we have made some things slightly easier, which isn't uh, bad. Yeah. Okay. As, uh, RuneQuest has always been a bit of a toolkit, uh, more than a straight rule set to me, at least. Yeah, it's it's the I guess the old school aspect of RuneQuest, um, because uh, my understanding is that that's how rules were perceived back in the seventies, early eighties. And no, no, no. Um, I uh, I experienced those as straight jackets. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. All these. <laughs> Um, daunting, you know, they're scary. You know, what what do we do now? Yeah, again, I don't think I would have got into it, and neither would I have enjoyed it um, if it hadn't been for being brought into a group that were already well established and knew what they were yeah. doing, and had you know, there's that house style thing. This is the way we do it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I I not played it really with anybody um, else. So I don't know how it how the way we play differs from the way other people play. Um, and I probably will soon because with uh, lockdown and everything, it's forced me into uh, online gaming. And I haven't yeah. really done that um, before and yeah. probably wouldn't have done were it not for them. So I'm actually doing more gaming now yes. than I was before, um, which is lovely. I'm playing with people, you know, that, that we did the um, grog meet or grog meet ish the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the second time I've ever. Uh, done anything like that and the first time i only played one game because i wasn't too mm-hmm. sure what it was going to be like this time i played a game a day because i could have i could have played more and it was it's that exposure to other people and the way they play and, and getting those 
it actually makes well, to me it was it was affirming because you think oh, I'm not that different. <laughs> you know, it's, it's much the same for all of us. There is nothing uh, magical um, and different, and and we all have similar um, approaches. There are differences, but it, but that, that's been really um, that's about the only positive thing that's come out of COVID. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me. yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, so, if you play, uh, you you must have played more online than than yeah. No, I wasn't playing online before COVID either. I started doing it with the lockdown and now I'm playing at least twice as much as I did before lockdown. So, (laughs) Yeah. And I do a lot of my playing on uh, meetings or like uh, like Rockmeet, but uh, uh, so far mostly uh, in person. Oh, nice. Okay. The face-to-face. Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, that's, I think you're rare, to be honest with you. I think you're rare. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, but then I'm lucky to have two specialized conventions a year on this stuff, at least a normal year. So <laughs> it helps a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but you see, I hadn't really done that much before. It would always been friends and family, uh, or you yeah. know, people I was studying with that sort of thing. Um, it's been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, then uh, the people uh, I meet years uh, here and here again, uh, they've become uh, come. This kind of gaming family, the tribe. Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> having that—I mean, again, going back to as a kid playing AD and D, I think we played the same um, campaign or the same, in the same setting for probably about uh, well, it must have been two and a half years or something because it ran over into when we all tracked off to university and we were still getting. When we came back home, we'd carry on on the weekends, and that and that that was a very much a tight group of. Of uh, friends, and that was great fun. Uh, yeah. Never to be repeated. It's something to do with your age, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yes, yeah, it is a family uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, you're familiar with other systems. Uh, would you, have you have you tried any other system for Garantha? Or no, I'm, I'm I'm only sort of dimly aware of them. I haven't. I've, I've, uh, it's it's all been. I mean, obviously, RuneQuest has changed, but my first playing of it this was so. Poor um, yeah. that I don't, I don't remember any of the rules apart from that they were complicated. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, no, no is the quick answer, Jörg. No. Yeah. <laughs> and any board games or computer games uh, with that background? No, um, I I don't really do board games, and I, okay. and I don't do I don't, I really don't like computer games or video games as we used to call them. It just it leaves me dry. It's all tabletop role playing, really. And now, now virtual tabletop role playing. Yeah, I don't. I don't even like card games very much. Um, it's it, for some reason. I, I, I suppose part of it is because I hate losing. Uh, I'm a really, really bad loser. Um, and so, in, in role playing games, you don't lose. You yeah. can die, which is not the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. um, and so, you know, dying dying is sometimes. Um, uh, uh, glorious <laughs> if, you, if you do it in the right way <clears throat> i suppose more in um things like call of cthulhu which i really enjoy playing and i've only started playing in the last yeah. year or two as well oh yeah um, huh. yeah so that's probably why i don't know all right i'm the sort of person if, if i lose a board game i'll sulk for an hour i'll tell you the other thing that i have been playing which i'm finding great fun and extremely silly is uh troika Oh yes, and yeah. I've, I've been playing with Rob um, Arcangeli on online, mm-hmm. and great fun. I mean, it's the antidote to um, RuneQuest <laughs> in a way because yeah. it's so rules light, it's so gonzo. Nothing is defined really. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, so that that is just going in a completely different direction to RuneQuest. Sorry, it's not what, what this um, show is about, is it really? But, but that, <laughs> that's fun. It's so no, different. No, I mean, I, I love playing a whole bunch of other games. And uh, yeah. I have I I have Troika, but I haven't been able to play it. But <laughs> I've got my eye on on a whole bunch of kind of other games that are in the same vein as Troika, like uh, Into the Odd and uh, Ultraviolet Grasslands and stuff like that, where it's like rules light, very... Um, uh, emerging procedural setting with lots of you know random tables uh, i did a whole bunch of well not a whole bunch but i, I did a fair amount of mouse reader yeah um so kind of similar rules light stuff uh where you play uh little mice <laughs> in a in a kind of a fantasy setting it's basically D with little mice okay. uh but 
it's kind of also similar that you basically make up the world as you go, which is completely the opposite of Glorantha, or <laughs> I guess it might've been the Glorantha that you would have experienced if you had played RuneQuest back in the day um, uh, with that first box set back when Glorantha wasn't too defined, actually. That's interesting to hear you say that because I didn't, I'd assumed it was that it was reasonably well defined even then, but that's my, my ignorance of it is, is, um, yeah, I mean, it, then it might've been well defined if you were possibly knowledgeable with the pre-existing board games and yeah. fanzine and stuff like that. But if you stuck to, you know, you just have the RuneQuest box set. Um, yeah. I think there was just what, like 12 pages of, setting in there and that's it yes about that yeah uh, but which is already even more than troika or most reader i guess yep i guess that's true. <laughs> um, yeah i think troika lends it about half a page or something yeah. um yeah well um, yeah, i think my um I, I was a very very bad um I, I wasn't persistent enough with request in the early days i, I should have been more mm-hmm. but it was just easy to keep, keep on with ad and d yeah, I mean, if uh, if you had players without magic, uh, it's, it's a different game. Yeah, yes. and that was just that was our first <laughs> attempt, and it was. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't have mentioned it because it's embarrassing now. Um, but it, no, it was, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I'm being slightly, but it, it was it was such a poor attempt, really, and um, and I didn't yeah. see the point. And now I did, now I very much do see the point, and it's much much more fun. So. Do you have other recommendations for uh, getting newbies to appreciate Glorantha or, uh, you know, start having a good game uh, in Glorantha besides moving to Greece and playing with John Webb? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a difficult one. I think, well, you've got to find a bunch of people to play with who who you're going to um, get on with. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's nothing to do with the game. Yeah, yeah. You do need to find an in. It's really difficult because the book the books are so um, big and, and and daunting. They are scary. Yes. If you think, oh crikey, mm-hmm. that got to read that. Bloody hell! You know, there's masses of it um, and more um, all the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult <laughs> one. It really is a difficult one. There's, because there is no way of really of starting without dealing with the fact that you have all of this. You, by ne- you, need, you need to have all of that connection with cults and magic, and this, the, the, I mean, even the, um, the the character sheets are, are, are huge compared to yes. most games. Yeah, it's um, like at least I, I, two I, or three pages. Yeah, it, and, it's, and and also the character generation with all that family history stuff is mm-hmm. is it's difficult. I can't. I don't. I think. I'm uh, playing um, with someone from that, that's a foreigner, if you like, that, but that's not supposed to understand how things work here, yeah. uh, which we've said before, but I think that's a good one. I, I did like your idea, Lido, of, of uh, kid being a kid and growing mm-hmm. up because that's a great way of, 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 um, of leading people into it, if that was your introduction to it. Um, but I guess some people wouldn't want to pay a, 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 you know, a 10-year-old or something. Yeah, there. yeah. And no. <laughs> other limitations there. No, it's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one. The best thing I can say is find some people um, who are playing and who you, who you, who you like, uh, you know, whose company you enjoy, and play with them. Because <laughs> that way you'll <laughs> yeah. learn. Um, find an in, yeah. work, it out with, work it out with the GM, talk to the GM about how they run the game and how, how you could be introduced in such a way that it would work. Uh, I guess we'll ask uh, John for his availability <laughs> and, and you know, it's going to be a first-come, first-serve for uh, the rest of the internet to join his game. <laughs> well, yeah, we're playing. We're, yes, anyway, we're playing with him now, but it's a, I think it's one we can't, um, it's embargoed, I think, all the information about that. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's new and it's not Sandhart, so I, I don't think I should say any more. But it's good fun. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. yeah. So what do you wish you had known, read, or played when you first encountered the world? And it doesn't have to exist. Yeah, but <clears throat> to, to be honest, um, I, I think... If there had been literature around set in that kind of a world that that was that I'd read, I probably would have that would have made a big difference. But, yeah. but when I was uh, in my sort of teens, what, what was I reading? I'm afraid it was well Tolkien when I was younger. Um, 
Yeah. And it was it was all Robert E. Howard and Conan and, and Moorcock mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Kind of, doesn't really match. And the <clears throat> Greek mythology, but Greek mythology is a bit dry and there are far too many names. <laughs> but it's pretty fun. Um, so mm-hmm. I think really would have been that, that sort of literature that it would have had to have been popular, um, uh, available in the, you know, the local bookshop and, uh, and which carried um, with it these ideas of, of the, the wacky world, the religions, the, the pantheon, the power. Yeah. Gods. And there, there wasn't anything like that, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. I, I can't think no. of a better answer. It came, came, came a little later. I suppose you would have read The White Dwarf back then. Oh, I did. <clears throat> yes, um, I've forgotten almost everything I, I knew about it. I did have. I still do have. Again, in, in an attic in Greece, um, <laughs> okay. several rather ancient copies of White Dwarf before it yeah. became totally bound up in. Um, yes, yeah. I, that, that attic is sounding very precious by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and, and uh, what with uh, travel bans and COVID and all that kind of stuff, it's, it hasn't been visited for a couple of years. <laughs> But yeah, there were a whole bunch of RuneQuest articles in the early White Dwarf, yeah. right? Yeah, and I would have ignored them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, there you would have had your dose of Griselda. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. Now that rings a bell, but why? I don't know. I'm sorry. Was it published in White Dwarf? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Oh. The, the early uh, episodes were all published in White Dwarf, hmm. and uh, that's how Greg uh, learned about them. Oh, okay. Cool. So that does ring a bell, uh, you know, but I don't know why. Uh, but, it, but again, it, it's not the same as having Frank Rosetta's covers yes, on of course. And, and the bookshop. <laughs> it's, uh, that, that was the thing. Um, yeah. so I've not read any sort of compelling literature uh, that's set in that world, really, that really grabs me. And it, that's a personal thing, obviously, as well. Yeah. Whereas yeah. there's loads of sword and sorcery stuff, um, some of it slightly wacky, some of it more yeah. gr- gritty. And the setting, yeah. I mean... Well, I read Conan now, and some of it makes me wince. But uh, the settings were good. The, yeah. the, 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 the places, the, 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 they and they those places spawned ideas. And also, it's yeah. much easier to write yes. Dungeons and Dragons type stuff, or it was then because yeah. you expected a, what they now call a zoo dungeon. Well, you expected yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, and, and um, at least the original sword and sorcery, like the Conan style stuff, they were also more on the side of the emerging setting right like a lot of the early conan stories they're just like you know little one shot of you know here's a story from when conan is old and here's a story when when conan is young and there's just a tower or there's just a town or whatever and yeah it 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 kind of builds the the setting organically um which um, starts more yeah you're right yeah yeah well, um, I think the sort of sorcery which comes closest to Durantha may have been Fritz Leiber's Pfeffer and the Mauser. Um, and, and, you know, shocking, it's one of those things, uh, and this is an awful admission, I've not read it. but I've not read it either. <laughs> My brother, uh, John, again, has, has talked a lot about uh, Pfeffer and the Grey Mauser, and I, I think, oh, well, one day I'll read it, and I haven't yet. So, <laughs> again, that might, um, that might explain. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got great plans for when I'm retired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, Lodo. I'm, I'm just looking forward to being able to afford to retire. <laughs> oh my! Yes. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. I might have a long wait. I think um, you know, reading and role playing. That's all I plan to do when I retire. But we'll yeah. see. Uh, but, yeah, you and me both. Well, maybe <laughs> a bit of music, maybe. But yeah, yes. Yeah. What else do we have? Well, uh, is there anything about grant uh, and law you're curious about? I was thinking about this because you, you kind of gave me a, a a primer about this. This is going to be a, this is a silly question, really. And <laughs> okay, I, was, okay. I was playing. Um, it was only a couple of nights back, I think, um, and it was it was the end of that um, session in the pub where um, where I, I my character cast group laughter and and, mm-hmm. and one of one of the people I was playing with as we were wrapping up the game said. Um, because they worked out that I'm a, a, basically a trickster character. Um, it became obvious, I think. And yeah. um, said something like, ah, you're a tri- you're playing a trickster, but uh, do you have the most powerful spell in the whole game? And I said, well, what spell is that then? 
and he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think he was talking? What was he referring to? You know? So <laughs> there, there are two possibilities, I think. One, yeah, the, the, one. the first one that comes to my mind is lie. The other one is that uh, he was himself a trickster and trying to trick you. <laughs> it's both yeah, works. But, <laughs> but, well, I have two more. Uh, one of those is swallow. Oh gosh, yeah, that, I've come across that. I do, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where, uh, which is uh, very overpowered. Yeah, and the other one is hallucinate. Okay, you create a reality for yourself which works. Okay, yes, like, is uh, one of the cheapest illusions, and well, it, it will give you the secret door that no one else can see. Stuff like or that. There, there's a staircase that leads to the window at the top of the tower, and you just walk yeah, up or, to it yeah uh the, uh the staircase may be broken for everyone else but you can walk it up yeah okay right i'm going to go and do some research now thank you very <laughs> much that, 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 yeah because i think i might be <clears throat> finding a way to gain some of those spells right yeah no yes swallow yeah, okay. might, might come with with caveats and and a few danger but yeah hallucinate and lie um you should really get those Yeah, uh, okay, but then uh, Swallow is pro probably the easiest. Uh, the, uh, the other tricksters will uh, put your test through. Like, uh, here's that big mountain of porridge. Once you're through without using your hands, uh, <laughs> you can't get it. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the easy test. I mean, uh, for lie or for hallucinate, there might be uh, some harder things to do. But I still stick by my theory that he was just messing with you. He could have been. He could have been. Uh, but, but, I, but nevertheless, it's, 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 I think I've learned something. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and read the rule books about those, those spells. Now. Yeah. Well, uh, every trickster spell can uh, be very helpful. I mean, uh, one guy, Phil Hibbs, uh, played a trickster for a long time, and then he died of a beheading. That shouldn't happen to a uh, well-equipped trickster because remove head is a spell. Yep. <laughs> I, and I, I have read that spell. Remove body parts, isn't it? Where you yeah. can like, just detach your arm and stuff. Yeah. And that's, that is also glorious because it's so. It's one of those mad things. It's about like having ducks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, it's uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, which is um, which is fun. It's part of the fun. Is is that it's uh, makes you go what? It's yeah. uh, yeah. it also helps a lot for. Uh, Emulating modern SWAT team surveillance gear, you know, instead of having like a fiber optic under the door, you just remove your eye and you know you throw it in the in the room or leave it by the window, um, things like that. You leave an ear. <laughs> yeah, no, so that, that that slightly um, sort of off the wall imagination of it, I find uh, it's still one of the most the most fun bits. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those spells that really reward uh, creativity. I think uh, if you yeah. have a GM that is okay with running with whatever crazy idea, which which is kind of the concept of playing a trickster. So you know, yeah. don't, don't play a, tri a trickster if if your GM is uh, a bit too uh, narrow. I think. Yeah, I mean, leaving leaving body parts lying around always comes with risk as well. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's run off with my arm? Yeah. Yeah. Or Yuma's favorite toy between the legs. Ah. <laughs> Why would yeah. you leave that lying around? Well, we, but... well, yeah, quite. You'd, you'd be removing that body part. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you could use it on yourself. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> Yeah, we might have to cut that. Where's my recording? I'm no. <laughs> Okay, so I think we are soon running out of time. So uh, yeah. is there anything you do that you write, uh, music you make, uh, anything you do or a place where people can find you online or anything you want to advertise? I don't, I don't want to advertise anything that I do. Um, I give a big shout out for John's, my brother John, John Webb's or Jonathan Webb's Sandheart Adventures. Of course, um, yeah. Four volumes of that. Um, I'd like to say big thanks to Rob Arcangeli for running Troika for us um, because I've really enjoyed that. As mm -hmm. to online, I tend to eschew all social media. Um, but I hang around. You're wise. 
Yeah, <laughs> I hang around the Grog Pod um, Discord channel and also good friends of Jackson Elias Discord channel. Good um, choices, and, and that's it, yeah. really. But, but, yeah, life's too short otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play more social media less. Yeah, All right. I agree. Cool. So yeah, then we still have some quick questions for you. Yeah. Like, for example, the pronunciation game. We already tried Yuma. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, for pronunciation, I don't think we have any deities with uh, any undefined pronunciation, do we? No, well, uh, sometimes it's uh, the stress, like, uh, is it Glorantha? Glorantha? Uh, well, I, you don't. I guess you, you tend to go, or I tend to go towards the, the language which I know best, which is English. So I'd just say Glorantha because that would be the, the, the standard English way of saying it. It all sounds the same to me. <laughs> uh, you, you have to get used to, if you, if you learn Greek, a change in the stress can change the word radically. Oh, just, yeah? just having the stress on a different syllable can, and it means completely different things. All right. Yeah. Because in French, accentuation has absolutely no. Incident from the meaning, yeah. You'll need to cut this out probably, but the word for soft yeah. and the word for wanker in Greek are the same. It's just the stretches <laughs> in a different place. <laughs> so nice. now we have to look it up. Yeah. Malaka and malaka. So malaka <laughs> is wanker and malaka is soft. Mm. Yeah. So I have heard Simon at the Greengrocers saying, I'd like some avocados, wanker. <laughs> an English person, I must admit, saying that as opposed yeah, yeah. to like, a soft avocado. Um, so, but so, yeah, you can get in big, big, big trouble. Um, not that that matters yeah. in terms of RuneQuest. And, and the, the, I guess the pronunciation is is it is tricksy. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I guess basically go with what go with the, whatever the rest of the group says, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right. or change it into an argument in the game. <laughs> right yes yeah so yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a big fan of having different people from different regions in the game pronouncing the same thing differently yeah well we do yeah. we have that in real life too don't we exactly yeah yeah um the other thing i was I, I had been trying to play with and i've not done it much yet but because i've got characters with long names especially yeah. the trickster <clears throat> making him pronounce his own name differently all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh nice yes very good just yeah. so we can keep correcting people. No, no, actually, it's it's pronounced and change changes the, the stress of his own name. Yeah. Just, just to play with people, um, but nice. yeah. it causes enough trouble. In. Yeah. So, uh, which uh, side would you be on, Traxians or trolls? <laughs> oh, uh, um, I guess I'd Traxians. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I framed this because I know you played uh, the Sandhart campaign. <laughs> yes. Uh, duck or Trollkin? Oh, uh, duck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Your favorite. Your favorite steed. My favorite steed. Oh my lord! You know, I've never actually had one in the game yet. Yeah. So, which one would you want? I want to ride. Uh, uh, <laughs> now I can't remember what this. Like. There's some big dragony, some big lizardy type thing. What the hell are they called? Uh, well, there's the bolo lizards of Prex. Yeah, but the, oh. they aren't that big. The worms? No, oh, I, some, I, I don't know. The Ivan, uh, a winged one or uh, not winged? Well, quite. I'm, I've seen pictures. It's just going on the pictures, Jürgen. This is you have to cut this bit out. I'm too ignorant. I'm too ignorant. I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, maybe it's the 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 worms. Um, that are uh, neither, neither neither of my um, the characters that I've played in in, in the last several years, um, which is the only time I really play properly, have had us had any kind of mounts. I, um, my um, b- baboon was very fond of his oxen. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. that's, a, were, uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they were pulling a chariot. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't ridden. They were pulling. So your favorite ride is actually a ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else and what would be your favorite rune well now there's an interesting question um i keep thinking um about the uh harmony yeah but it's not because of the characters i played i just like it um and also <laughs> the fact that you can do that oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah, but that's nothing to do with anything I've played. It's just looking at them. Um, and, and also, um, 
trying to well yeah here's a here's a silly thing in the at the end of the gable end of a roof where you have uh these tiles doing that sort of thing yeah, yeah. then you have a a, a tile over the, the top a, a ridge tile and yeah. traditionally you decorate those with bits of ceramic mm-hmm. yeah uh well i'm doing it in the garden and i'm going to put um a, a harmony rune um in one end of the building because i oh, can nice. straight lines yeah uh, yeah. and, the, and the other one, I can't even remember the name of the room. It looks like a Y. What's that? Oh, the truth. Oh, that's a truth room. Yeah, truth. So um, I'm actually, the, the reason I've got them in my head is because I'm actually preparing to put, to build them into a building, to actually put them into yeah. a Yeah. Oh, nice. Because, because, they're, because they're nice straight lines and you can do it with straight lines. I can cut the tiles to the right shape. Uh, so I have a harmony rune at one end and a, and a truth rune at the other end. Uh, but those are yeah. the... Complete opposite runes of your uh, Ermali character. I know, I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the character. It's just you, you, the question is what your favorite yeah, rune yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the reasoning is not logical or sensible. Oh, yeah. mm. It's a good set of runes to confine a trickster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason we play these games is, is um, it's, it's not to do with um, what we do in real life, is it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I want to be a sword wielding killer in real life. No, quite, <laughs> quite. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for talking to us and uh, taking the time. A pleasure. Thank you. It's been nice to meet you. Thank you ever so much. And yeah. uh, hopefully, well, keep up the good work. Thank you ever so much for the uh, podcast and all the hard work on that. Oh, and, awesome. uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, You're all welcome. the best. Thanks, thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Learners Glorantan Initiation Series. The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dams Craig. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void.